One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello, chickens. It's the fabulous Adam Richard. This episode is once again brought to you by Nairi. Uh, thanks, Nairi. Was not expecting coffee money this week, but what a surprise. Woohoo! Uh, it's more on the spearhead from space. chickens i hope you've uh, survived your electroconvulsive auton therapy from peter <laughs> we have heaps more of your thoughts your feelings your reactions to the spearhead from space the first ever john pertway uh, doctor who so he's stranded on earth he's gonna be here for years um i mean we know that now because it's happened um, but at the time it was like really Stranded on Earth? No. Uh, And made on film for the first time, which is very weird. Uh, Toby has sent a message saying that the BBC Radiophonic Workshop did a great job with the sound effects. It sounds like they used a Fairlight CMI a full 10 years before it was invented. That TARDIS really is handy. Okay, Fairlight CMI is like a a synthesizer of some description, I think. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think anyone's done it on one of my episodes of Hard Quiz. <laughs> That's all I know now. Things that people did in my episodes of Hard Quiz. Um, but yeah, the BBC Radiophonic Workshop were pioneers in electronic music. Like they did some incredible stuff. Like there's a, yeah, you can go and dig up all the all the stuff they did back in the day. It's amazing. So yes, very amazing work. Like and the theme for Doctor Who was like one of the first pieces of electronic music kind of created from you know that have been written for electronic music and it was created from tones for you know kind of like a professional thing rather than someone just trying to sell a record um ken moss from the extra moss podcast says if only all doctor who had been done on film oh i know it looks so amazing except when they're in the tent in the tent it just it really does look like they couldn't afford anything um (laughs) he says a lovely opening for john pertwee but color must have been a hell of a shock for the viewers at the time who were used to cheap sets and smeary video thankfully the bbc restored those production values for the silurians oh that's the next one but you 
know, most people didn't see this in colour, even though it was the first Doctor Who in colour. No one really had a colour television in the UK until well into the 70s. Like, I don't think I saw the, any Doctor Who in colour until, oh man, I would have, it wouldn't have, it would have been the 80s at least. Because we did have a colour television, but it was in my dad's, well, I say my dad's room, it was the lounge room. Um, and he wanted to watch the news. So I had to watch Doctor Who on this dinky little black and white television that he got from a mate at the pub. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I watched Doctor Who in black and white for most of my childhood, uh, right up until, yeah. The 80s, at least, at least. Um, and then, like, when I was a teenager, so, like, 85, 86, I think, which is when we got our first VCR, I bought myself a colour television for my bedroom. Um, so, yeah, it was it was exciting days. Um, I think it was $80 <laughs> from Stan Cash, the Tin Shed Cowboy. It was a lot of money in the 80s. I made them with my paper around. Uh, anyway, so Doctor Who, most people saw in black and white. It was a black and white show for most of us. Also, I will tell you, you know when they do the colour separation overlay thing, like the green screen stuff, which in Doctor Who in the 70s was yellow. Um, that looks much better in black and white. It actually looks vaguely convincing. It's only in colour where you can see that the it's all out of whack and they've got yellow lines around their heads, that it's not okay. Um, anyway, I'm still reading out <laughs> Ken Moss's con- contribution. Uh, he says, Sam Seeley's dog, though. Oh, Sam Seeley. That was the name of the poacher. I just called him Mr. and Mrs. Poacher or HRH Troutess Poacher. <laughs> Um, could the budget not have stretched to an actual dog barking sound effect instead of an extra determined to get a speaking part at any cost? <laughs> it's just some black going, woof, woof, woof. No, really, I'm a dog. Woof! <laughs> uh, bless. Um, other Adam says, great Peter recap. Ah, oh, Peter will be blessed and thankful of that. Uh, Adam says, I always wondered why Russell T. Davis went for an Auton-led relaunch. Were they a lost leader? Plausibly deniable. If it's stuffed up, they could pretend it never happened and come back in a decade with Sontarans. <laughs> no, I think it's just, I think it's the thing that... Same as him wanting to make the human nature book into an episode and wanting to make the Dalek episode, which is, you know, it started out based on Jubilee, the uh, big Finnish story, and um, the Age of Steel, Rise of the Cybermen started out being based on Spare Parts, also a great big Finnish story. I think it was... I think Russell T. Davis always wanted there to be the spectacle of the Autons attacking everyone. Because it's an amazing scene when they go down the high street and just kill everyone. You're like, oh, that is terrifying. Uh, And he's gone, right, I've got some BBC money. I'm going to actually break a piece of glass. Because other Peter did send a message saying, I also noticed when the Autons activated, there was a lot of breaking glass, but none shown. Yeah, that breaking glass sound effect is like a record. (laughs) They used to play the same one on on Hey Hey Saturday all the time. He said that's an effective way of keeping costs down for the show. Indeed. Um, But yeah, I think Russell T. Davis is like, I've always wanted to see that Auton thing happen. Also, it probably just popped into his head. He's gone, I'm going to make the Doctor's Companion, Rose, a shop girl. And he's gone, oh, what's scary in a shop? Mannequins. We've done it before. Let's do it again. So 
Yeah, I think that was the main reason. Um, now, I know the next story you're thinking, oh, let's watch Terror of the Autons, because I have been threatening that since this podcast started. <laughs> um, but that's my birthday episode, because that was the one that was on the year I was born, uh, the week I was born. Um and so I thought I'll save that for when it's my actual birthday, uh, which is my 21st. I know! I'm celebrating my 21st, 29th birthday. So, yes, we'll be watching Terror of the Autons on the 50th anniversary of Terror of the Autons. Uh, James, lovely James, who writes all those hilarious scenes for us uh, and has written a very silly song parody for Star Trek Discovery over on the Facebook page. Uh, James says, Spearhead from space, come for the Autons, stay for the Gurning and the Poacher's Wife. She is fabulous, much tougher than her fella. I firmly believe that the Auton who attacked her had its handgun set to kill, but she was not having a bar of it. (laughs) I mean, it is kind of like that set, no, love, I'm not going to (laughs) die. I'm not going down. Um, Dwayne from the Sirens of Audio podcast says, this is my earliest Who memory. A repeat, obviously. Yes, of course it was a repeat. You're barely a spring chicken. Um, I mean, it would have been a repeat for me as well. I was not born when this happened. I was born one year later. Uh, (laughs) Nairi, bless you, Nairi, and for all of your coffee money. Uh, Nairi says, I love the Dr. Dissing Liz and her primitive equipment. (laughs) Uh, And laughing face emojo. Um, (laughs) Nairi says, the one with training manoeuvres, Kylie and hospital and drag shows. I know, I got a little bit carried away in that episode. Uh, And she says, I got the warm fuzzies when you said, our doctor. (gasps) It is our doctor. I mean, there's lots of doctors in this episode. The hospital had to differentiate him somehow. Um, Eddie said uh, the part where this bloke saw the Autons move. Oh, because I posted the picture of uh, Ransom doing some of his highly over-the-top overacting um, on the Instagram. Uh, But yeah, Eddie said the part where this bloke saw the Autons move. I, oh, he said a rude word. Anyway, he did whoopsies in his pants when he was a kid. <laughs> As did we all. It's terrifying. Like, it's a great cliffhanger, that Auton just stepping down off the bench. It's like, what? It's alive. Um, and uh, Kim, who has posted uh, on one of the, I can't remember which one, but one of the things about uh, Spearhead from Space has said, I wonder when, if ever, we're going to get new Doctor Who. Now, Kim, they did announce this week that uh, they have just started production. Uh, The clapperboard has gone down. Um, They are also in the early phases of uh, publicity for the festive special. So we'll get one at Christmas, New Year. But I will point out, and I know this is going to freak a lot of you out when you hear this, Doctor Who was on this year. I know. It was this year. Like, it's, we're not, it, it just seems that it was a long time ago because it was pre-COVID. It started on the 1st of January, 2020. So we've had Doctor Who this year. We were never going to get any more this year other than the Christmas special or New Year's special, um, whichever special it is, but it will be special. So... Yeah, because that's coming soon and it feels like it was about a million years ago that we had new Doctor Who, even though it was this year. Um, Let's go through season 12 again. That's what's coming up next. We're starting with Spyfall. I'm going to go through the whole season 
I'm I, look. I'm actually going to go through it. I'm not just going to replay the episodes that I did earlier this year when I watched it. Um, mainly because you don't want to have me at the end of Prisoner of the Jadoon going what 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 a hundred times like I did last time. Uh, so yeah, let's go back through all of season twelve, Jodie Whittaker's second season, and see how we still feel about it. Uh, and it will prepare us for Christmas. 